Hello, friends. It is that time again. Time to go looking for those balls. My name is Jeff Stuckey. I'm not the good guy. I'm the guy that drinks and cusses a little. And this is Greg Allen. I'm the good guy. <laughs> and I've got the wheel today. As always, Jeff, our shaman, is riding shotgun. I'm going to try and keep him on the road. You said that as if we were doing it differently, but it's actually still the same. It's exactly the same. I just said it differently. <laughs> just because I was like, "Wait, what do I do? Who's? Oh, wait, I am always in shotgun." But anyway, <laughs> so uh, what do you want to talk about today, Jeff? Well, I was thinking about that, and then I thought, "Fuck, I got nothing." <laughs> oh, Greg's got something. <laughs> well, you know, I, look- I mean, I've got things, Greg, but you yeah. and I both know that we just can't. We're going to need Let more. that genie out of the bottle just yet. Right. 35 minutes won't do it any good. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so these are the podcasts I look forward to. I get to ask you questions that you don't get to come prepared for, and, uh, and they mean something to me. Is that like a certain type of podcast? Like, do we have like some theme music for like, you know, like oh, the gong show music ones. or something like? Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight's, <laughs> do you have any idea what I'm talking about or is this? Yeah, I know. Well, I'm just saying if there's a certain type of podcast oh, right. where, and now Greg asks Jeff questions that he wasn't ready for. Anyway. Oh, that's perfect. Okay. I, Eric can put that in. We'll get some kind of a violation of copyright, but that's great. I think that was original right there. But anyway. <laughs> oh, All was. right, here we go. All right, so here's what's been bugging me for a while. Ooh. Yeah, it's been on my mind. I think I've... And again, Greg, how would we know <laughs> that it's been bugging you? Yeah. Because it still looks like elation. Yeah, right. There, there's there, Again, there's that narrow band. Right, okay. And, we'll just and, have to take your word for it. Yeah, I mean, bugging is like so close to dead center that you can't tell. You know, excited and disappointed, I mean, they're still close. Right. <laughs> so here's my question. I've experienced this myself, and I see it a lot. Why is it that we are not as kind to people close to us, not as kind to them as we are to a stranger or to just somebody on the outer circle. I I don't understand that phenomenon. Well, I'll explain it the way that I understand it. There's probably some fancy words for this that I should have learned in one of my clinical (laughs) classes, but that's just a lot of fucking information. Yeah. And unfortunately I like drinking more than I like studying. Um, (laughs) But It is very useful to think about these things from an evolutionary perspective and that everything has some kind of a survival component Mm -hmm. that at some point in time was useful. Mm -hmm. Now, the point of evolution, right, is to evolve. So moving from that which was useful and may not be useful any longer or may even be a hindrance to the next thing that is useful. Mm-hmm. That's what evolution is, right? Okay. Yeah. I could digress on a religious rant. <laughs> no, we don't I'm not to. going to on that. We'll save that for another very special episode called Jeff Flips His Shit About Religion. So <laughs> okay. you'll want to look for that one. I'll probably be busy that day, but you go probably, ahead. <laughs> so you probably should be. So, The other thing that could be useful is to remember that we, genetically speaking, are 99% the same as primates, okay? So there's only one 
5% genetic difference between me and the ape out in the woods. Now, that 1% accounts for a fuck ton of sophistication. <laughs> okay. Amazing things, right? Yeah. That you look around and you think, oh, we are so vastly superior. And it's like, no, not really. <laughs> now, we've done some great shit in that 1%, but the other 99% is still pretty primal. Okay. And so we need to look at those things and evaluate them. So why do I treat you like shit? but I suck up to Eric and Justin, right? That's the real question. Mm -hmm. Why Why do we, you know, one way that is popularly said is why do we hurt the ones we love the most, mm -hmm. okay? Yeah. So our basic impulse for survival, right? So there's two things, you know, sexual impulse, survival of the species, right? So mm -hmm. Sea turtles on the beach, sea turtles, yeah. on, you know, so yeah. now we're kind of past that now because we got 7 billion sea turtles. It's a lot of fucking sea turtles <laughs> eating a bunch of shit. Yeah. But then the other is, that's closely related to that, is approach avoid, right? Okay. Approach and avoid? Approach or avoid. Okay. So if we think in primal circumstances, like maybe, you know, pre-industrialization, those kinds of things, is that safe for me to approach or should I avoid it, right? So that's what draws me towards everything. If I've never met you before, and I'm in that process of determining whether I should approach or avoid, right? Right, right. What's my best survival tactic? Yeah, caution, right. avoid. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking smile on my face, right? <laughs> like, hi there, are you friendly? Yeah. Now, once you become familiar that that question has already been answered, mm -hmm. if it is safe to approach or if, sh if I should avoid it, right, mm -hmm. then that goes to a subconscious level. Okay. So this is kind of a perhaps a silly way to illustrate it, but think about the drive home, right? Like nine times out of ten, you pull up in the driveway and you're like, <laughs> Holy fuck, how did I get it? Right, like, yeah. I have no recollection whatsoever of that drive home. And that's emblematic of really how powerful the subconscious mind is. And when we imprint something in that subconscious mind, that it can, our, our attention can go so far away from something that we have no awareness of the drive home. Right? Yeah. So think about driving down a road that I've never driven down before, right? Mm -hmm. I'm screaming at the kid, shut the fuck up. What do you want me to wreck? You know, <laughs> I turn the radio down. Yeah. I'm 10 and 2, right? Yeah. I'm gripping the steering wheel. I'm yelling at my wife, where the fuck am I supposed to turn? My God, have you ever read a map before? <laughs> Jesus. You know, because I'm in that real heightened state yeah. Yeah. of approach or avoid. Yeah. And so the thing that we have to be very, very conscious of is that process. Mm -hmm. So once my survival mechanism has determined, is that safe to approach or should I avoid that? Then that becomes imprinted in my brain, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. 
And so then I can start to assume that that is safe. Yeah. And so it's just like the drive home, right? Mm -hmm. So now when I'm interacting with my spouse or I'm interacting with somebody I love, I'm not as conscious, I'm not as intentional, I'm not as focused as that drive on that road that I've never been on before, which is equivalent to that person that I've never met before. Yeah. So it's like you're as disinterested as that person that's close to you as you are as the roads that you take on the way home. I don't need to pay attention to those roads. It's not that you're disinterested. It's just the level of familiarity and comfort. Mm -hmm. I I have gotten so comfortable with this drive Mm -hmm. that I'm just not I'm not intentional about it. Yeah, yeah. I don't have to be, right? Right. right. I'm thinking about shit that I didn't get done at work. I'm thinking about what mood my wife's, whatever that is, and I still safely pull in the driveway. Mm -hmm. Well, that's what happens in our most familiar, most secure relationships. It's not that we're always dicks, right? (laughs) It's not that we're 100% of the time. Sometimes we're very loving Maybe they have our focus. Yeah. Maybe sometime when I'm driving home, I am actually looking and I see my neighbor Bill or, you know, whatever. God, those trees are beautiful. And I am very present on the drive, but other times I have no recollection. Mm -hmm. So what what it requires, and this is where kind of the romanticization of love, it's like soulmate shit, you know, (laughs) which... If you believe in soulmates, stop the podcast now and go to a different podcast. <laughs> oh, great. We don't want to give away listeners. I mean, <laughs> no, we do want to we give do. away okay. those that All right. I have a soulmate. And it's like, <laughs> that's hard. That was, that's a hard one not to rant. It's like you have a soulmate, really. Seven billion people on the planet. The, the statistical probability of you finding your soulmate. <laughs> yeah. But you go on believing in your soulmate. Anyway, but we have this idea that we're going to end the infatuation process, right, Mm -hmm. is so powerful. And then Hollywood and the monetization of love and all Mm -hmm. of these kind of things kind of perpetuate this, that you're always the first thing I think, all of those. And it's just simply not true. Now. The idealization of love that we have now, you know, prince and princess and that, like, fucking give up on that. Mm -hmm. But evolving is moving from that which has been maladaptive to that which has been adaptive. We have not always been afforded monogamous relationships. Right. Right? Right. Now, in our modern times, we think that monogamy is normal. Well, mm. evolutionarily, not so much, <laughs> right? Because it's survival of the species. Now, is monogamy better? Is the nuclear family better? Mm-hmm. We evolve towards that, yeah. but it's still unnatural. Mm-hmm. And so we continue to make efforts to stay committed to monogamy, to maintain a nuclear family, all of those kinds of things, but it's still unnatural. Mm -hmm. And so 
one of the things that we have to become very, very conscious of is, one, we have to have realistic expectations. That my default setting is to take you for granted, Mm -hmm. right? right? Now, that's not what I'm doing. You're so familiar to me. I'm so comfortable with you that I'm not always as present as I need to be in our relationship. So some days I may treat you with positive regard, and some days I may treat you with indifference because of that familiarity. Again, it's not a healthy thing. We need to evolve beyond that. But we've got to get past this idea. It's kind of the shoulds, Mm -hmm. you know? Well, you should always be nice to me, or I should always be the first thing you want to see in the morning and the last thing you want to see when you go. All of that kind of things that are okay for us to strive towards, but it's just not what we're designed for. Right, right. And so when we can kind of look at it that way, right? Because if you come to me and you say, you know, Jeff, you're kind of a shitty fucking friend, which is true. I kind of am <laughs> a shitty fucking friend. Okay. And sometimes you're like nice to me and like present and other times you're just a dick. Like you're just not even engaged in the conversation. Then I walk away feeling shitty about myself. Right. Yeah. Now I've not gained any awareness. Right. God, I'd really do have to try to be a better friend to Greg. Oh man. Uh, <laughs> I wish I weren't a shitty friend. Like, you know, so I'm kind of stuck in that rather than hearing, oh, I wasn't as present as I needed to be. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be present. Mm -hmm. So a person could say that to you? Needs to. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I wasn't being shitty to Greg. I just got too familiar and I need to be more present rather than thinking of it as some defect about me. Right, right, yeah. And that's something that if, if you had that piece of knowledge, then you could focus on that and be intentional about saying, I, I want to be a good friend. Right, you know? that's exactly right. Yeah. And I can hear that as a cue of, oh, shit, okay, I want to make that correction. Same yeah. way in a marital relationship. Yeah. You know, if my wife says, you know, you just don't ever pay me pay any attention to me anymore, Right. Mm -hmm. And then that activates my fight response. I'm Mm -hmm. like, well, if you weren't such a bitch, maybe I'd spend some time with you. (laughs) Yeah. You know, because I'm reacting defensively because of her response to me. But if I have that understanding in me that what she's really saying is I need the kind of attention as if you're driving down a road that you'd never driven down before. Yeah. Oh, guess what? I want to give you that kind of attention. And that's not a hard mental picture to get because when you come home every day, your wife is like that different road. She's not the same road, (laughs) you know, and that's a wonderful thing. You know, I mean, it's, 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 uh, unless you're expecting the road to stay the same. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I used to do that. I used to, and then you run that motherfucker off into a field and then she's like, what are you doing out in the field? (laughs) This is why our marriage sucks so bad. But it worked yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So. When you come home, you have to look at it like this is a, it's a new day. It's it's a new drive home, so to speak. You know, even once I'm home, I'm on a new road, and and look for the the uh, the clues that would tell you how to respond. And this is the thing. This you know, people come to therapy with this expectation of either a magic pill or a magic wand. Mm. 
they often have this notion that I'm going to present them with something that's just like this voila. Yeah. It's like, I don't have pixie dust. <laughs> if I had pixie dust, I'd charge a whole lot more money. <laughs> yeah. Now, what I can do is I can help you understand the choice that you want to make, and I can help you understand the subconscious resistance to that choice. Mm-hmm. That's all I can do. I can't make you leave my office and go make that choice. Okay. So you have to put that on a conscious level okay. somehow. Yeah. You've got to put something in your line of sight that says, give your wife the attention she wants when you get home. Be pre- I don't know what it is. Yeah. Whatever that behavioral change is. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So there isn't a magic wand, but it's, it's shocking to me people's frustration when they're confronted with the effort that it's going to take mm-hmm. and the choices that they're going to have to make. Yeah. There just simply is no shortcut around them. Right. Now, that reminds me of the when we talked about Valentine's Day. You know, what we're using some kind of canned idea of flowers, chocolates, diamonds, whatever. That shows our spouse in no way have we sorted out their specific needs or their needs even for that day. We're just coming home with the wand and saying, I spent the most I could and just push it towards them. But even doing that on on any day, just coming home with some kind of thing like, well, I'm going to do this for you. It's like, it sounds like what they really need, what we all need is for somebody to, for me to look at my wife, assess what are her needs for today, you know, and, and, Maybe I can meet them. Maybe I just have to give it a shot. But they're certainly going to be different than yesterday. <laughs> and, and there's a couple of different components there because that goes back to when I do that, doing that because I want to do this for you. Yeah, yeah. Again, I hope I get laid out of it. But if I don't, it's still this is the gesture of love yeah. that I wanted to show for you. Mm-hmm. And it's it's it is just there is no shortcut. There is no easy way. I just have to commit to it. Mm-hmm. And like in, in my relationship with Anne, she loves cards. Okay. Loves them. I know this. Mm-hmm. Now I have 75 levels of resistance to this, right? <laughs> One, monetization of love. Yeah. Two, like when I go to the grocery store, buying crackers stresses me out. <laughs> I don't need that many fucking choices. Right, right. I mean, now I got to I got to think about the texture. So then I narrow it down to a, a texture like do I want a trisket? Do I want a buttery texture? Do I want Yeah. It's infinite. Yeah, too much. And that's just texture. Now mm-hmm. I got to pick a fucking flavor. <laughs> and then I just leave because yeah. I'm sweating <laughs> profusely. Yeah. So imagine me standing uh, at a card aisle. No. I mean, it just is like, I'm going to lose my fucking mind. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's just, I mean, there's multiple aisles of them. So, no, dude, it's go, uh, <laughs> there's stores. Yeah. Oh. And so, and it's like, so getting past that, that, all of those levels of resistance and saying, because I love her, because I want her to feel special, because I want her to know I'm going to do the work of doing this. Mm hmm. And it's shocking to me, even 
it, it's just shocking how much effort that takes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's where most people have such unrealistic expectations that, okay, now we've assessed this, right? It's more of an issue of familiarity. And once my brain has kind of registered that Greg is familiar, I don't have to consciously be aware of the approach or avoid. Right. I then have to make the choice that I want to be the friend that Greg needs me to be. Yeah. And that's going to require incredible intent and incredible effort. And there is no shortcut around that. Right. And and we do that, or correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like we do that for our kids. We know that they have needs and we know that it's our responsibility to meet that. And so we can be intentional and deliberate about that. So why not? And I'm not saying we're perfect with our kids all the time, but at least that's an element that we that is in the forefront of our thought. So it seemed like we could do that with our spouse and any other loved one. Yeah, but as that child moves towards independence and autonomy, mm-hmm. then it becomes much easier to not think about them so much. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> nah. But then those grandkids come around, and that's a whole <laughs> that's a whole nother level of experience. But it, it, I wish there were some way to say, one, that you're never going to hurt the ones that you love the most. Can't say that because it's just not true. Right. But the only thing that I can say is that with incredible, intentional, deliberate effort, mm-hmm. I'm going to be very conscientious on my drive home tonight. Mm-hmm. I'm going to walk in the door and I'm going to give the attention that I know they want. Yeah. We can we can get closer to that. Mm-hmm. But that's the only way that we do it. Yeah. And and what's significant about that and that I think is really and the point that I've that I'll punctuate that I've tried to make, it's not a character issue. Okay. Because if I'm saying, God, man. I can't ever do this. What the fuck's wrong? What am I thinking about, right? Yeah. I'm just, I'm thinking about me. I'm thinking about the shame that I feel. Right. I'm not not focusing on the change that I can make. Mm -hmm. And that's probably something that we would need to spend more time talking about. And this is where you Christians. (laughs) Okay, come on. What is it? Well, it's that whole fearfully and wonderfully made, dude. It ain't true. We're primates, bro. Now, hold on, Jeff. That's a key part of the 1%. I mean, I cannot imagine how inhumanely we would treat one another without that. We're definitely going to have to look at that in a, another episode. So when I do go home to my wife, kids, whoever I love, I just need to be intentional about the fact that I love them and I'm going to be present. I'm going to recognize what their needs are. And it may not be nearly as complex as what I make it. Evolution is efficient. When we can look at it from those lenses, how was this necessary for survival? And then how do I need to evolve to continue to improve mm-hmm. on that? Okay. It's usually simple. Now, simple and easy mm-hmm. are not synonymous, right? Mm-hmm. Something can be a very, very simple solution that requires a Herculean amount of effort. And this would be one of those instances is that this does require a Herculean amount of effort that I'm making that intent. The other thing is that we have to be kind to ourselves, right? If you hit a baseball 30% of the time, what are you called? That's good. Motherfucking (laughs) all-star, right? (laughs) Yeah, right. You're, 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 (laughs) so you always want to look at 
the rule of thumb and not the exception, and especially men because we struggle so much with that performance anyway. So as we evaluate ourselves, we always want to ask ourselves, what's my rule of thumb and what's my exception? Mm -hmm. Is my rule of thumb most of the time I'm present, I'm there, and the because there's always going to be the exception. There's always going to be the day that I drive home and I'm just whatever. Yeah. And that our expectations are realistic about that Mm -hmm. and that we're always achieving for the rule of thumb and mindful of the exception, but not always just looking at the exception and never giving ourselves credit for the rule of thumb. Right. Yeah. So if I'm, if I make a mistake once or twice a week, it's like, Hey, I got it right. Or close to right five times. That's exactly right. You have to accept the fact that if you're going to, if you're going to hit the baseball 30% of the time, 70% of the time, you're not <laughs> going to hit it. Yeah. And that's not in any sense licensure to be irresponsible or mm-hmm. be a dick or like, well, I got it 30% of the time. And Jeff said 30% of the time <laughs> makes me an all-star. That's not the point of that. Yeah, yeah. It's just to kind of help us be, as men, to be a little kinder to ourselves mm-hmm. and have some kind of a benchmark so that we're not constantly living in those feelings of failure and inadequacy. Yeah. Well, uh, that's this is great input. I, I appreciate you addressing this question. Do you think there'll ever be an episode where you'll like the end will be like, Jeff, that was fucking, what were the fuck were you talking? Oh, well, those have me, happened. Let me Nobody correct. hears them. Oh, <laughs> no shit. Yeah. I think I'm going to like make that my goal. That one episode, you're just like, I don't know what you're talking about, dude. <laughs> anyway, back to the, oh, but this was yeah, not one of those. Episodes. No, this was a good one. And cool. I, I do want to add something. I know it's dangerous to add to a shaman, but I want to make it easier to to a guy, to myself. (laughs) And that is... You're the engineer, man. Okay. Engineer this thing. So I don't have to go home and think I'm going to get the whole evening right. I'm going to try to hit the moving target for two or three hours. I'm going to propose that I've only got to get it right for a few minutes. The the initial um, time when I see my wife, those one to four minutes, if I can show her that I'm present, that I care about her, then I think that sets the tone for the rest of the evening. You know, if I walk past her and, and and just go straight to the kitchen or something, it's not like that's setting a tone. I don't want to dive too deep in that whole idea, but that just seemed like that'd be an easy um, first step. Okay. You know, give your wife those first four minutes fully. Of course, that's going to seem awkward <laughs> to some guys and some wives. Like he, like some dude's <laughs> just going to be staring at his wife know, for four I minutes. Know. She's <laughs> going to be like, what the fuck are you doing? Well, Greg said this would get me laid. Is it uh, like... <laughs> <laughs> well, they'll need some adjustment. You know, give us a call, shout it out on Facebook or something. Let us know <laughs> that's what worked and what didn't. <laughs> and, and this is like, if you're going to do Greg's four minutes, which I'm not saying that's a bad idea, that's a good... A great place, okay, to start is just very simply asking the question, how was your day? Now, this goes back to that dialogue that I've recommended before, is when she's done, Mm -hmm. don't give her fucking advice, (laughs) don't fix problems that she doesn't want you fucking fixing, (laughs) That's when you say, so what I heard you say, and then you just say back what you heard her say, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
And then you ask, is that what you wanted me to hear? If great. you get that 30% right, oh yeah, I guarantee you that'll get you laid. <laughs> and that's what we're in it for, right? Let's uh, shut this down. <laughs> All right. We want to remind our listeners, join us on Facebook at Becoming Man Made Today. All right. Well, thank you, Greg, for keeping us on the road. I, as always, enjoy riding shotgun. And uh, what do you say we do it again next week? We'll do it. All right. <laughs>